Hi, my name's Alistair. Hi, my name's Kat, and this is Bampop Productions Podcast. And you had a topic for us today, didn't you? Actually, I did. Oh, dear. I did. I thought I was going to catch you out, because... Why no. did you say, oh, dear? What, are you making the assumption that no. I wouldn't have a topic prepped? No, you go ahead. Give us your... Give us the topic. The topic. The topic. Yachting. Oh, dear. <laughs> That's a joke, that's a joke, that's not a real topic. That's a sport for the rich. A look back at the pandemic for the past year and a bit. Yes. Yeah. What about that? I mean, last March, let's say February, March 2020, mm-hmm. Wuhan was in the news. It was. It was magnified. People were collapsing on the street, according to the media. Um, online social media with people who weren't local there was just blowing up, saying they were trapped inside their homes, saying they feared they were going to die. We had... Do you, do you remember that they would come around and literally board people up in their homes, like if they had the virus? Oh, was that what they were doing at yeah. some point? Well, China is highly autocratic. <laughs> Wait, like they physically put boards in their doors? Yeah, yeah. just boarded them up. But what if they needed food, though? I don't know. I have no idea how it worked. Maybe Did they it just was starve that... them? <laughs> Maybe it was just about... I think it was before they kind of knew exactly what the virus was and they had no kind of therapeutics for it and uh, everyone was coming to hospital at the same time. And... and in a city with double the population of Scotland mm. and in a country the size of China, I can kind of understand why the government would, you know, curtail... Yeah personal liberties in that context um but all i remember was wuhan wuhan the virus and there was so much fear-mongering the thing is though i didn't pay much attention to it but you did yeah and i remember you you said to me listen we need to go out get food we need to prep for this and i was like Ali, this is not an apocalyptic scenario and you were like seriously we need to within a month what had happened? People all across Europe were <coughs> falling sick. We turned up at Sainsbury's, was it? We went in the... No paper. No I was, toilet paper. No, there was when we did it. We, so because we, you made us prep. I did. This was... The like s- a survivalist. It was a bit. But this was at the start of February. Mm-hmm. Um, the very start of February. And um, the thing was, we'd like... No, this was mid-February. It was mid-February, and the virus had already kicked off in a few countries throughout Europe. It was showing up in a few different mm-hmm. places. And everywhere that the virus was showing up, you could see what was happening in supermarkets and to supplies and that. So we got up. I At that point, I was working six days a week. Um, so I got us up. The Sunday was my day off. I got us up at, was it half half seven, I think? So it was a What was my reaction? Start. You were like... That was it. It was like, why the fuck are you getting me up? <coughs> and we jumped it down to Sainsbury's oh. and we had the OAP crowd around us and it was nice and light. You know, we did our panic buying in style. We got caviar, fucking bellinis and, and we just chilled oh, out. Oh, I forgot that, yeah. You know, two weeks later, when everyone wanted to pile in and do it, you couldn't, you couldn't get shit. Like, there was nothing... There's nothing to buy in, like, the, you know, supply... The thing is, there was never any risk to supply. It's just... When everyone wants to buy it at the same time, they can't handle that. So we got in early. We got um, we got our alcohol gel before everyone. Got a few masks before everyone else, and um, 
we just had a really nice leisurely you know our panic buying was leisurely we just <laughs> walked around we got a nice big trolley and we uh and i say we were at sainsbury's we were at, like the luxury <laughs> shop um and we just got a bunch of stuff and it was good it was all fine we stocked up on some food that we thought might go out and um, we got some toilet paper so we never ran out of that we did it before everyone else so you know we didn't really affect the supply too much and when toilet paper was the commodity was ridiculous to have and i remember when the lockdown started mm. we were both sick we were and you were really badly ill with blood clots for two weeks i was sick for a couple of days yeah. and remember i kept running through to your room and going ali you're fine just start walking and i remember you were like uh, uh. I strongly suspect we had we had we had the virus because well, if you remember we, we had, were mm -hmm. interacting. Sorry, this is massive financially annoying me with foreigners to with two Italians that were coughing in everyone's mouths. So this was in Europe. This was the northern Italy was the very first um, region I think to kind of fully feel the effects of of this and just by complete coincidence just before the few weeks before lockdown started in the UK there had been an Italy Scotland rugby match now I was working at um, a hotel at that time and um, you'd actually come in for a, a kind of ad hoc shift there to help me out in the morning and I did say to you I don't want to do this because of the virus yeah I don't or ever remember you I saying begrudge that. that because I just I think like you begrudge the shift and general but uh, yeah i begrudge the shift in general okay fine but i did it because I, I wanted to help you out and we had um an italian couple in the corner hacking up a lung over breakfast but <laughs> like, do you not remember they weren't covering their mouths yeah yeah they were they and were it was horrendous. quite a crowded room like it wasn't like it was just them and uh -huh. us yeah so statistically do you think maybe some people in that room died <laughs> when they contracted probably the virus. I don't know. I'm not sure. But we were... Um, I mean, we're reasonably healthy. Like I, like, I bounced back after two days. We got sick a few you days after really that. You were really ill. I, I had the... We, so I should after. say, we never got... Um, we never got tested for COVID at that time. Like, in fact, we, we caught... Because I was struggling to breathe for a few days. Like, at night, I was Ali, really, really bad. bad. Um, you actually called NHS 24 for me. And I was a bit upset because... Why? At that point, they weren't giving out, they weren't doing tests for people with symptoms unless they had been in contact with a confirmed case or they'd <sighs> been to a region that was on the watch list. And because I didn't match any of that, and you see if that had been caught, I don't know if it was, it could have been a lot of different things. Maybe uh, I was smoking at the time, it so it could have been a wee chest infection. Or I don't something think else. you would ever have been that bad with smoking because you were smoked so much and you were never that bad with it. But if it had been like, say, a minor cold and then turned into a chest infection, you know, I, I got don't... sick as well you with did, the symptoms. I so and I don't it... think it was just your smoking. Like, I do think we were probably the first people ever in Edinburgh to get the virus. Well, we could have been the first ones to get the diagnosis. Like, that was um, oh, about. because we didn't get it. We didn't have that claim. About fame. seven days before the first person tested positive in Scotland for it. Probably so. half of Scotland was already infected. Absolutely, absolutely. Half of the UK probably was infected like months and months prior. Yeah, it would have been fine. Like... Uh, fun. It would have been fun. Okay, so, and then when the lockdown actually happened, yeah. we lost our shit. Like, I was really just driving up the wall. I didn't realise how much I loved leaving the flat and leaving you behind. Well, this is the thing. We had a two-bedroom flat, so yes. 
we both had kind of our own rooms, but... Reasonably small flat. It was very like small. Much there. going on. Like... You know, the kind of communal area was a kitchen with a tiny table in the corner. It was a small... I mean, it wasn't really tiny, tiny. It wasn't tiny. <laughs> the cat used to lie on. It wasn't tiny, tiny, but it was quite small. Yeah. Um, uncomfortably small for kind of two people. And as I said, we hadn't, like... We were both working long hours up to that point like you had been doing a lot of kind of care work and stuff i think um yeah been doing um i can't remember you'd had the job with the council as well at that point and you'd also been doing um uh, yeah a few different jobs but you've been working quite a lot i say i was working um just up you to were that hardly point in the flat with me ridiculous prior. hours like we we were out at work almost every day uh, sorry we were out at work every like we like maybe got an hour or two in the evening to talk to each other and that seemed and to be and you were very tired yeah so exactly you would fall asleep that seemed to be fine for us like um suddenly <laughs> we were thrown together it's like and shit. i lost my shit at you and you were actually very patient because most men would have been like i'm fucking off but you were very patient yeah me but i was also a complete mong right so <laughs> i let things go i had a blood clot in my leg shortly after I mean, to be sick. fair, you weren't. You were quite sick for a while, and I wasn't very sympathetic because I was actually really anxious about your health. Yeah. And I thought if I forced to walk around, it would make you it feel would be better. better. Yeah. But I don't know why. That's actually my father's way of handling with us being sick. You're fine, and my legs hang. You're fine. <laughs> the man's a doctor, but it's like I'm gonna say something you might not like it, but I'm gonna. Okay. I'm gonna be controversial for the listeners. I think we didn't get along because we basically had never spent a lot of time together in the flat. No, we'd never. Although I mean, we're in a relationship. The two years before that, as I said, or the, uh, mm, the year before. Yeah, the year before that had been. No, two years. Two years before. It was the end of 2017, 2019, yeah. Two years before that had been. Um, a very limited time very limited time together we we're both very very busy and we really enjoyed kind of you know or if we managed to steal a day or two or we got to do something we really enjoyed that but uh no the hours were just kind of um it was crazy and it was so sudden as well like it immediately went from us spending like at most an hour a day together to suddenly not being able to leave like more than once a day for a walk and we actually did our walking together as well um, yeah and considering that i'm not a restless person and i don't need to do a lot of physical activity i didn't like being cooped up in yeah. that flat i can only imagine what it's like for people that are in a prison and in a cell okay yeah sure like the full time uh, so I don't know what it was. Like I just started feeling really trapped, and well, it also highlights how people in relationships. In fairness, in fairness, the people in the prison didn't have to spend their sentence with you. What a mong thing to say! <laughs> no, and it kind of highlights how even couples that are so called loving one another in relationships like just find it hard to spend like twenty four seven with twenty four seven. Right? Yeah. And we ended up spending a lot of time in each of our rooms, away from one another. So we I did. don't know how families dealt with it if there was more than two people right there were people in much worse situations than us through that oh so um, i think a lot of people that lived on their own it must have been worse yeah um, yeah and the loneliness as well like there is no so i think a lot of people like it was one of two extremes they were either yeah. too lonely or they had someone but they didn't want to be around that person so but just kind of going back to when wuhan was really magnified in the media 
do you think he was ever as bad as what the media made it out to be? Because we had recordings of people collapsing on the street, apparently, but do you think it was a bit psycho... But do you think it was psycho... Psychogenic? Genic? Yeah, that's interesting. Do you know, I've actually never seen any... Um, studies into this mm-hmm. um i think it'd be and very... i doubt there will be yeah but yeah okay yeah fair dues fair dues that's a fair point um i do think it was interesting um you, sorry to just go back you do get these events where if a few people like collapse or faint or something in an area like everyone else will come down with a mystery illness like and as soon as the other people start falling it's everyone like a else placebo effect feels it exactly um that does happen so i don't know um i never saw a video specifically of that it normally was just like random people kind of falling over in the street i don't know one, you mentioned this yesterday. We don't know the validity of that video, when it was taken or where it was taken. It was just Asian people in a city falling over. Um, secondly, people fall over all the time. Like, I think Wuhan has a population of like 10 million or 11 million or it's something. It's probably double it's the big. population of this country. You know, the thing is, like... I know my 10 years in Edinburgh, I've had two maybe three occasions where i've seen someone like collapse in front of me or fall over a faint or whatever it happens sometimes and if you're suddenly on the lookout for it in a city of 11 million you're going to find many instances of that every day every, like regardless of whether there's um you know a disease going about or not um so but, but yeah we were also talking about this one of the things i find funny is these the same people, I remember at the very beginning of this, there was, you know, the Facebook and your Twitter crowds that were spreading these videos saying the authorities are hiding this, this is an apocalyptic level disease, it's going to end all of humanity, what are they not telling us about it? Those are the exact same people that as soon as it got to this country, suddenly switched into saying COVID is a hoax and it doesn't exist, the government's overreacting, where's my freedom, why do I have to wear a mask? I, I find it really funny that the same group of people went in the first instance for saying this is the end of the world to this is nothing at all, like overnight. Um, do you ever think it was as bad as it was made out to be in the media? There was so much fear-mongering. Yeah. But, I mean, statistically, worldwide, the deaths haven't... I mean, I know that sounds a bit unkind, but if you look at it from a statistical viewpoint, I don't think even it's hit 5 million. I think worldwide today is far I don't less know what the current deaths are. Um... I mean, at the beginning, when you mentioned this to me in terms of stats, I was like, well you know, a person is a person, but when you clump everyone together, they lose meaning. So in terms of stats, globally, like what you officially have if you were to go online, yeah. which you are doing now. I am. Yeah, so 181 million confirmed cases worldwide uh-huh. and 3.92 million confirmed deaths. 3.92 million is like the online official one that, yeah. that they have in the minute. Okay. Okay. But I mean, I 
I think there's a number of things. I don't really think anyone overreacted to it. When you've got a novel disease and there's very little data to go with it, people didn't know. Um, I, I think reacting strongly was a good thing. We could see that it was spreading rapidly. It was very contagious and it still is a much more contagious. It, like, If you look at what, if you compare it to something like influenza, you know, flu viruses, um, they with the measures that people are taking to avoid COVID, they have been un influenza has been unable to spread so influenza cannot spread with these like the measures that are in place for covid yet covid is still able to so covid is many times more um contagious than other kind of respiratory diseases like this um i, I i'm not 100 percent sure um if anyone did overreact i think the other thing is that if you remember the goal at the start wasn't actually to prevent people necessarily catching it at all but the goal was just to prevent that peak remember they were talking about flatten the curve so you wanted and one of the things if you look at what happened in wuhan when it first came out hospital because it was the first city to come under this disease hospitals were overwhelmed one by people that had this disease people that thought they had this disease and they couldn't um they couldn't cope with the number of people mm -hmm. so the, the health service kind of just collapsed there it was you know that's why you remember you saw the videos of people lining the hallways and whatnot. yeah that wasn't because they all had covid it was just because everyone wanted to come in and get tested mm -hmm. and um it collapsed but so, the thing is though being tested doesn't prevent you from contracting it as soon as you leave the hospital because you could touch exactly, something that's right? a virus yeah. Or, yeah. i mean it's almost impossible to nowadays in most places to protect yourself entirely from contracting. No, and that's like, not, not the point. Not unless you live in like the wilderness and you live off the land. But I mean, that's very unusual nowadays. Like most people don't live like a survival site. Even then, site. there are natural reservoirs for COVID yeah. apparently. Um, I don't know if there's been cases of cats giving it to humans yet, but you, know, you can still pick something up. I think kids do really well with yeah. it. Like as in not like well, but they're not really as affected as by it. As adults. No, I, kids I think, and animals are doing great. <laughs> yeah, and I think the thing is that you know, as far as like hospitals in the UK go, everything was done. People kept complaining that we didn't lock down soon enough and we didn't do this and didn't do that. I, I have, I don't agree with that. I think we did absolutely fine. Um, I think most people will have to. Most people will. Okay, so prior to the vaccine, most people were going to catch it at some point, and the goal was just to prevent everyone coming to hospital on the same day with it to catch it at the same time. Um, there was never any point in the UK where the COVID wards were completely full. Like we never even had to use those special um, hospitals that we kind of built up the emergency care facilities. Remember the Nightingale mm -hmm. one they built. Um, most different countries had different tactics, but I think by the end of it, your kind of death rate is going to be about the same everywhere once we look back on this. Um, I think most countries that were able to prevent hospitals being overwhelmed will have about the same results as everywhere else. Um, so I think that's fine. Um, the, it could have been bad though. I mean, it, you know, it turned out to be at the lower end of estimates for kind of death rates, um, although how contagious it is was kind of borne out. I think, um, God, I'm losing it here. I think that 
Had people not reacted the way they did, the death rate would have been much higher in a shorter period of time. And I say a lot of people had their lives saved by the NHS when they had this disease. Um, I think nowadays the disease, you know, we've got therapeutic treatments as well as kind of, you know, um, prophylactics. So uh, it's it's going to be... God, that fly is really putting me off here today. It is really loud. It is really loud. I think... Um, yeah, I do think that the virus was a gift from God. You sound like one of those religious nuts. Yeah, I don't think that. Okay, so can you backtrack? Listener, Just to he say, doesn't think it was a gift from God at all, because it's followed with a lot of death and mayhem for the past year and Mayhem, yeah, it has. Um, no, I just think that, the you know, I think the death rate would have been much higher had we been unable to... Um, kind of prevent the spread of it or stop people coming in. I think now we're in a kind of new stage. We know more about the virus. There's a lot of different treatments available for it today. Um, we were able to avoid the worst effects of it in most Western countries, which is really good. Um, I think now we just need to figure out what the best way to um, kind of deal with this long term is. It doesn't look like it's going away. Um, the thing about, you know, the what happened with the Spanish flu is that as it changed and evolved, um, it became less deadly over time. Um, I guess there's no guarantee that COVID will do that, but that would be quite a cool thing if new strains turn out to be less deadly over time. Um, the ones that spread better become less and less kind of dangerous. That would be um, super cool. That would be like a Christmas gift, a birthday gift, and every kind of gift combined together. Because COVID's here now, yeah. so... But I think even if it does become more deadly... Um, you know, I think we're, we'll be in a better place to deal with that now. Like if, I think governments know better how to manage and deal with things like lockdown. I think people have more um, ability to kind of manage themselves in lockdown as well. Can people take care of themselves? I think that, let's say there was a version of COVID hit the scene and it had, say, the same contagion rate, like ability to, to spread, but it had, say, about 50% mortality rate. Um, I think we'd probably be able to lock down pretty hard for that and kind of do a good job in keeping it contained. Um, maybe even rooting it out. Rooty tooty. What's this fly wanting? It's really loud. Wouldn't it be funny if like, it's not coming up on the speakers at all? Like, <laughs> it's just like us talking about something that I can't hear. Okay, settle down for a minute. But we definitely know it's a he, right? Because flies have a sex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I agree with what you said. Sorry, it's because I'm planning on killing him at some point and you I don't... You never kill flies. It's me that kills the flies in this house. Okay. Well, I am planning on killing him at some point and... You can't even catch him. Okay. You can even squish him. I could easily kill old flies and one go. Go then. Okay, but not at this moment. Yeah, okay, so you'd be great. <laughs> uh, I actually did, if you remember, I killed a fly yesterday that was in the front window. That was me ago. that did it. Okay. <laughs> Perhaps you didn't, never saw it. Okay, so you think we're going to have a COVID-infected world, but a COVID-free one at the same time? No. As in there's COVID, but we're going to be okay? Yeah. Maybe my choice of words were a bit unusual there. Yeah, you said something that you didn't mean. I, no, I did mean it, just the words were muggled up. I'd say your choice of words made your statement wrong and incorrect. 
Okay, Ali, this is not the time to argue with me in front of the listeners. No, I'm just the saying. very few that are listening. I'm just saying. And I'm just saying back to you. Okay. That this is quite the issue, isn't it? Yeah, so just get back to the issue. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Did people overreact? I don't think anyone did overreact to COVID. I think we didn't really know exactly. And actually, we didn't know how deadly the disease was. And actually, we won't actually know how deadly it is or dangerous till long after the fact. Like, it takes a long time to put together this data and figure, um, kind of model it and figure out what it's doing. Um, you know, we were talking about this even just the other day. Like, even measuring the deaths from COVID is kind of subjective um you want to figure out how um i mean ideally i think for most of us and the members of public what we would like is a measurement that allows us to compare it to diseases we're more familiar with okay is it three times more deadly than this is it 10 times safer than that like that's what we want as a quick way to compare i think the current like method in the uk at least is like um i think it's something like you know it's someone that's died within 24 days of having a positive COVID test. So um, it could be a lot of different things. It could be a contributing factor or it could be that it didn't in some of those cases. Um, when, you know, other countries have doctors put down the cause of death and the death certificate, you know, there's a lot of subjectivity there. So I think understanding it fully will take quite a while. Um, and... At this point, though, things have kind of gone okay. I think, you know, economies are kind of chugging along quite well. I think a lot of things that people thought would break down didn't. I think it's turned out to be not as bad compared to what the media was initially saying at the start. Yeah. I mean, the British media especially, and I'm sure a lot of the media across the world is very good at fear-mongering, and they take an issue and they magnify it. So when COVID was happening at the start, you know, the media you know, all the mainstream press, they focused on it, online social media as well. Like, this doesn't help because then you're kind of almost trapped in a bubble. And if you already suffer from anxiety, it makes it worse because it's magnified. Then you maybe try to deal with it by, you cut yourself off. Yeah. Which tends to isolate you further. Mm. So I think it's not panned out to be as bad as what kind of the media at least and I know it seems like I'm blaming the media an awful lot but I think it's not turned out to be quite as bad as what the media has initially said it would be See, I, I going back quite funny when you talk about what the media said because you actually don't consume a tremendous amount of media like you read a number of magazines and newspapers you don't really watch the news and I think when it comes to the newspapers, you tend to pick articles that give very objective or factual approaches to things. Um, but back in February and March, the media really focused on Wuhan. Is they my did, point. yeah. And I read a lot of that. I don't mm. know if that helped. But I think you're right. I don't tend to consume a lot of it in the broad sense. But at that point, I was. And I don't think that really helped me. No. No. Yeah, I find it interesting. The way that people kind of adapted quite quickly and easily to um, kind of new life with COVID. Um, I remember years ago reading about different studies that were done in America, um, kind of wargaming kind of thing, planning for um, pandemics and, and whatnot or mass terrorist events that would cause a, a sudden crackdown mm -hmm. on personal liberties and freedoms. 
And the biggest fear that came out of these studies and their modeling was that people would, there'd be civil unrest, there would be riots in the streets with the um, kind of measures that had to be brought in. I think that would have been quite a big fear for quite a few kind of governments around the world. And that largely hasn't panned out. There's been a, you know, I guess you could say something like the George Floyd was maybe a bit worse with the kind of pressure cooker, you know, the built up pressure from something like COVID. Um, and there's been a few issues in Northern Ireland recently in the UK that might be a bit worse given, you know, the kind of situation we're in as well. But largely nothing kind of cast it in on that. I don't think any governments have fallen due to COVID yet, so... Um, Covid revolution. Yeah, I think largely la, la revolution has quite happened. Yeah, largely things have gone okay. Um, but this is I it. You know, give it a month and we'll have the um, the super Covid. You know that mixes with anthrax or something and rips people apart. Anthrax is a bacteria. Okay. Cool. Oh my god! Don't say that. Don't say that. Let's like end it on a more positive note. Mm. That will not happen, listeners. Everything's gonna be fine. What? Is that your positive note? Yeah, it's the opposite of what you said because you were like all doom and gloom. The crescendos of gloom in the background with you. Well, that's us up to 29 minutes. How about we say goodbye? And just to remind people that they can check us out on Twitter. The handle is at BAMPOTPOD. Yeah, at Bampot Pod. Um, go find us. And if you're listening just now, you know, if you're the one person listening, um, <laughs> go and, you know, go onto the Twitter and say hello and, uh, you know, leave a message and you'll, you'll win a prize. A prize for anyone that comes to Twitter and says, hi, give me my prize. <laughs> uh, prize is one of Catherine's fingertips. Why a model of Catherine's like... fingertips. No, neither yeah. of those. Neither okay. of those. It's a, 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 a... We'll say hi back. <laughs> okay. Okay, there is no price. But come check us out anyway. Okay. Bye from Cat. Bye from Ali. Bye from Ali, Cat, and Bam Pop Productions Podcast. Bye-bye. <laughs>